and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast by Overs Partners. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And it's our show, we're talking about the six reasons that property prices could turn around this year in 2023. Now, this is only part one of a two-part series because tomorrow, to keep things balanced, we're going to come back on the podcast and talk about the five reasons that property prices won't turn around this year. But you might be thinking, okay, I've got the money to invest, I've got the ability I hear that property prices are declining, but is now the right time to buy? And do we see property prices turning around in 2023? So we're going to give you the six reasons. And the first reason is that property prices actually increased in New Zealand in February 2023. Now, they went up by a measly 0.1% between February and January. Look, nothing to write home about, but what's important is the change of pace. You see, about early to mid last year, we saw property prices falling by about 2% a month. So if we think back to March last year, bam, down 2% in oh, a single here we month. we go again. Bam, 2% in <laughs> April. Bam, 2% again. I think that was May. And then we started to see the rates or the pace of those house price falls start to decrease. Now, what actually happened in October last year was, again, property prices slightly ticked up. But then something happened very important last year in November. Do you remember what it was? A property investment expert would know. Oh, I wasn't listening to you, to be honest. <laughs> Speaking to your microphone. What happened in November last year was new inflation data came out. And that inflation data was way higher than expected. Now, what the Reserve Bank did was they cranked up interest rates even further. Higher interest rates means it's more expensive to take out money. That means that it is even more expensive to take out money in order to purchase a house, which means that the demand for housing falls. Now, what did we see directly after that? Three months of house prices falling between about 1.3 to 1.4% per month. We are now starting to see that change of pace come in, where perhaps we're all comfortable at the current interest rates. And I'm not saying that house prices are increasing from now, but this is the first signal that I'm seeing that's suggesting that maybe that shock of those higher interest rates, we're all starting to not be as worried about that. So we might still see some house price declines, and I expect that to see that March, April this year, but we're starting to see momentum in the market improve again. Right, number two, more people are moving to New Zealand. And Eddie, have you got some graph there? Don't call me Eddie, <laughs> I hate it. Honestly, you're going to get slapped and all of the people on YouTube are going to see it. Now, in June last year, when house prices were falling at a drastic rate, a net 16,000 people were leaving New Zealand. So what that meant is all the people that were coming in versus the people going out, there was a net 16,000 leaving. So we were losing people. Today, the numbers have reversed significantly. We're now at a net 33,000 people moving to New Zealand than moving away. Look how quickly that's changed. It's crazy. Things have changed so quickly. I remember early mid last year, we were talking about that, oh, net migration's not going to come back very quickly. We could have more people leaving than coming for quite a while. No, things have changed drastically really, in just the last six months. Really quickly. And migration adds to population growth. And in a small country like New Zealand, this has quite a big impact on the housing stock because, of course, there are more people that are either going to want to rent a house or more people that are going to want to buy a house because these people need to be home somewhere. So that puts pressure on the housing market. Third point is that interest rates are likely at their peak this cycle. So interest rates go up, interest rates go down, depending on what's happening in the market at the time. 
at the moment, I think we're at the peak of the cycle. And in fact, if you look at ANZ Bank, the largest bank in New Zealand's interest rate forecast, they currently say that the one-year interest rate has peaked. They don't expect it to go up anymore, at least on a quarterly basis. I read in Tony Alexander's most recent premium report that he has moved from 90 to 99% sure that interest rates are at their peak this cycle. 99%. Pretty sure. Now, of course, all of this interest rate rises are there to tackle inflation. And if we look at the average of all of the various banks' forecasts and include the Treasury, the Reserve Bank, most people think that inflation has currently peaked and that it is currently on its way down. Now, if that is true, if that happens, then we'd expect that interest rates can start to ease. Now, let me be clear, the OCR will still increase, but those increases in the OCR have already been factored in to mortgage rates. So it's always a bit confusing when people talk about interest rates, have they peaked or not. When I talk about interest rates here, I'm not talking about the OCR. I'm talking about the interest rate that you are going to pay on your mortgage, and we believe they've peaked the cycle. A lot of people agree with us, mainly because of that inflation story. Number four is banks are discounting their interest rates. Now, with fewer people making purchases at the moment, there are less deals for banks to approve, and so they have to get a bit competitive because banks don't just sit back and say, well, that's okay, we'll just take a bit of a loss this year. No, 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 no. They so need... they haven't decreased their profit targets. No, no. Interestingly enough, they still want to make money. So they've got money to lend out, and they make a lot of their money from lending to you and I as investors and, and homeowners, and so they need to get money out the door. So what do they do? They get competitive. And so it's been really interesting. In the last week, while there was one major bank who you weren't actually allowed to say the name of who it was. It did end up in the paper anyway. But they had kind of basically a secret deal that if you went to them and it was new business and you met criteria, they'd give you 4.99%. Now, there was no extras on top of that. There were no cashbacks. But you could get a really, really cheap interest rate. And it was a bit of a loss leader, I guess. And then uh, another investor that we've been working with, they got 6% just recently for a one-year fixed rate. That was down from the advertised 6.5%, but they also got a cashback of 1%, effectively making their interest rate 5%. A couple of other things to think when it comes to cashbacks. Of course, they're going to be locked in at that bank for probably years. three years. Yeah. And if they move away from that bank within that time frame, that cashback will get clawed back. But it's pretty sharp. It's a good deal. The last thing I want to talk about from me is that house price to income ratios are back where they were pre-pandemic. Now, remember what happened with COVID. House prices went absolutely bonkers, but they've now come back about 16 17%. Some places larger, some places smaller than that. So if you look at the national average, house prices now are 20% above where they were pre-pandemic. But what's happened with incomes? Well, inflation has raged, and we've seen incomes increase, in some cases pretty quickly. In fact, by some indexes, I think, incomes went up by about 10% in a single year. Wow! So incomes now, compared to pre-pandemic, are up about 17%. So house prices up 20, wages up 17%. Not too far away from each other. And if we plot that on a graph, and I know people listening to the podcast of this can't hear this, but Andrew, you and I and everybody on YouTube can Why see this. Why can't they hear it? They can't see it. Oh, did I say here? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm an idiot. Well, we can see <laughs> that it's gone roughly back to where it was pre-pandemic. I think we're 2% above that ratio. But the direction of travel is downwards. So I expect within the next quarter or two, we may actually see that house price to income ratio 
dropping below pre-pandemic. And I think that there is an argument to say that as people realise that actually the house price to income ratios is relatively the same, we'll start to feel better about the housing market. Now, of course, there are two other factors to consider, which we will obviously discuss in more detail tomorrow. First of all, interest rates are a lot higher than they were pre-pandemic, so it doesn't mean that necessarily buying a house is more affordable. But having said that, we're still nearing that pre-pandemic level, and we'll discuss that in more detail tomorrow. And number six, a wisdom of crowds, banks predict that housing market is pretty much near its bottom. Now, Kiwi Bank, ANZ and Treasury all predict that house prices will bottom out this year. Now, not everyone agrees with them, but there is a consensus building that interest rates are peaking and that the house price turnaround isn't far off. And Ed, what have you got there for us? Well, I know that Kiwi Bank back in December 2022 said that they expected that house prices would fall about another 6% from December. Now, bear in mind, we've had two to three months worth of house price data come out from there. So if you take that into account, we might be 4%. We said 7% at the end of last year, so we might say, hey, we're 4% to 5% away. So it's interesting to look at the kind of wisdom of crowds, look at everybody's analysis of when do they think it's going to bottom out. And you've got three banks there, or two banks plus Treasury, saying, hey, second half of 2023, you've got the Reserve Bank and Westpac at that time, back in December, saying the first half of 2024. So we're not that far away. So I guess what we're seeing here is, could there be an argument that we see some amount of house price growth at the very, very end of 2023? Yeah, I think there's an argument for that. I certainly think that the housing market will likely change its tune this year in terms of being very, very negative to much more positive, especially because a lot of the property market depends on sentiment. How are we all feeling? Well, at the moment, from the data I'm seeing, first home buyers are feeling pretty good. They're out there buying properties. In fact, at the time of recording, we just had ANZ come out today, loosening some of their income-based criteria for investors, though that will also help first home buyers as well. So we're seeing some positive changes that could mean that we start to see that change of tune early next year. Now, let me be really clear. Are we seeing house prices increasing right now? Well, we did see that 0.1 of a percent in February, but I'm not paying too much attention to that. Plus, Especially when we're going to hit winter. Well, plus 0.1 of a percent compared to minus 0.1 of a percent. They're so marginal. It doesn't matter that it's only slightly positive. The important thing is that it's about 1.3, 1.4 percentage points better than last month. It's the change of tune that we're paying attention to. So house prices could still fall a wee bit this year. I don't think it's going to be significant that if you buy now or whether you buy in six months, that you'll look back in 20 years' time and think, oh, yes, I saved 2% of my <laughs> property. I'm much better off. But I think the key message is there are deals out there at the moment. And in fact, I was texting an investor uh, late last week who had actually flown down from Auckland and was scouting around deals in Christchurch, putting in a whole heap of offers on deadline sales because they're seeing opportunity in the market now. Look, let's wrap it up. But to keep things balanced, we're going to be back again tomorrow talking about the five reasons why property prices may not increase in 2023. And then you can get that balanced perspective and see, well, what do you think is going to happen? That way you can make an informed decision about whether you invest or not. Listen to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 